War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. Episode 101 of Channel Massive. Surprise, we didn't quit after all. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> we probably find that funnier than they do. Having failed to cash in their careers probably, as podcasters. Like, oh my god, we gotta listen to another episode. Are you fucking kidding me? Headline reads, Mark, Jason, and Noah surprised to find selves not hired by SOE after 100 consecutive <laughs> podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, them and, and other MMO developers. Now turn to more serious business. <laughs> <laughs> the whole team is here. Mark, right. Noah, Jason. And in the cryogenic suspension chamber, Jim is waving. Yeah, Jim's somewhere in lower <laughs> lower downtown going, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Cold in here. But he's he's here in spirit. He's in carbonite. Carbonite. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah, we froze him. I said, I love you, and he said, I know. <laughs> yeah. We don't have the heart to tell him that we weren't able to freeze all of him. No. <laughs> no. Our strict budget prohibited the entire body. No. <laughs> Just his genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> That's all, his brain and his genitalia, all he needs for some online loving. We have got a lot, lot to talk about. Just a ton. We've got... A lot of email and tweets this week. It was amazing. You guys came out in full force. I don't. It's been a long time since we've had this much listener feedback. I just really wanted you to feel good. I wrote it all. <laughs> you wrote it all. You like created, <laughs> created all a bunch accounts. of bogus accounts and right. wrote it all. I understand. You might notice the same grammatical it. blunders and spelling <laughs> errors are consistent throughout. I corrected all. Of oh, damn it! <laughs> so we got that. We're we're actually going to go back and talk about what we we've been playing for the past few weeks. Mm. I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I no, guess Jason's like, mm-hmm. going to talk about his <laughs> games. No, I'm going to talk about a little bit of stuff. <laughs> Just a little Maybe bit. mention Fallout 3 a little bit. Maybe. Um, <laughs> for the very last time. Tons of news in the weekend gaming involving console news. We got MMO news. Lots of good MMO news. We've got some really weird shit going on, too. Yep. Hey, I, I say we get this thing going. Get this party started. <laughs> <laughs> that was my lame attempt at a car starting. I like it. I think I suck at we'll, that. We'll, we'll replace that with that something really... It was better once you described what it was. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I can almost <laughs> see the car starting now. Almost. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome.
All right, Noah, what have you been playing, I guess, for the past couple of weeks? Let me put the interrogation spotlight on you, right? Yeah, something. Yeah. Um, Red Faction Gorilla. I oh, helped my dad man, with that. It's really good. I really want to try that. I was surprised. It's actually a lot of fun. I played Wii Sports Resort. It's much harder than it should be for a Wii Sports Nintendo game. Really? Yeah, I like failed at a ton of games. So it's like a hardcore Wii Sports. <laughs> yeah, it's not very fun. <laughs> That's surprising. Uh, I mean, because they they like totally bank on that. Is there? Got Ghostbusters as well. Speaking of another game that was ah. much harder than I expected it to be. Really? Died. For for the Wii or for three sixty? Yeah. And played the Batman. Arkham Asylum demo. You said <laughs> that that was really. That's cool. really kick ass. I'm definitely going to buy the game when it comes out next week. That's how much I like it. Normally, I'd wait. I'm in the process of price. downloading it. It's really in fact, really I good. I started that before. That'll I left definitely home. sell you on it for sure. And I've advanced a bunch of levels in Age of Conan. Really? Yeah. Fun. What are you up to? By Chrome. I'm at 19 now. No, 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 19. Yeah, 19. I played some more of my. Destiny so you're quest. not quite out of Tortage yet? I think I'm right at the point where if I take this quest, then I would be. Mm-hmm. Mm. It said, because my quest dude said, if you want to finish other things in Tortage before you do this, you oh, should. Oh, yeah, you're there. Right. Yeah, you're right there. You're on the, the brink, moment. man. And so there's Valeria there, and she's like, blah, 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 you have to go do this first. I'm like, maybe I'll wait until I get my other quest done. Mm-hmm. The thing Sweet. is, you can always go back and finish up other quests before you head out. I was wondering. Well, I, I was wondering what I'd out, have to worry about. Yeah, there's like a slave ship that'll take you right back. Oh, the cool. slave He'll ship you in. soon will be making it. A- <laughs> yeah, it's like the dove boat. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay a certain price to get back to Tortage, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been really fun playing with Plainful Gecko and Open Edge's family when they've been online. In the, They're yeah, really and great. you are, and just to clarify for our listeners, because we have had a couple of questions. Yeah. You're on set server... Uh, and our guild is the, the guild Creeping is the Darkness. Creep, creeping Darkness. Thanks to Blameful Gecko. I was thinking Creeping Death, like uh, the, what is it, the Metallica song? Yeah. But creeping it's Creeping darkness. darkness. We've got our own village or base, whatever it's called, being built. Ah, awesome. So, so, yeah, we have a, so your guild's got a little, it's little very village active. going on. Yeah, it's, it's really active. Sweet. We really, really appreciate our listeners just jumping in there making the game so much cooler when we when we sign up. Yeah, having a little community of people to play with makes it great. <laughs> Noah's looking at Mark disdainfully right now. Yeah, but, I'm thinking but things, but I'm not saying anything. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> I just haven't had a chance to play it for like the last two well, weeks. That's enough. <laughs> Jason, what have you been playing? Um, I did finish... Well, after I got back from uh, Mexico, I finished Fallout 3. I'm done with it. I'm done talking about it. You guys know that I love it. It's my favorite game. Probably one of my top ten favorite games of all time. Wow. Would and you, that's all I'm going to say about you make it. If I haven't sold Fallout you 3? on Fallout 3 before, I'm not going to sell you on it now. So it's just it's awesome. It's great. Spent way too much time playing that game. So I've moved on. <laughs> Would you, what have you moved on to? Um, I'm playing... Uh, Dead Space. Oh, that's cool. Which is a sci-fi horror genre. I want to call it like a pseudo third-person shooter action-adventure kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, think 
What was that movie with Lawrence Fishburne and... Event Horizon? Yes, Event Horizon. That's exactly what I'm thinking about. Because it's kind of like that where you you catch little glimpses of what what has happened through text logs and and audio logs throughout the game as you play. Kind of sets up the story for you and continues it on. Uh, It's very well done, very creepy. Uh... You know, has a bunch of oh shit scripted moments where you're like, oh my god, you know, get them on, you know, and the, the aliens will crawl on you and you're like trying to get them off you, and you have all sorts of advanced weaponry to to at your disposal, disposal to, to kill them off, and it's really fun. I've I've had a really good time with it so far. There's a couple of minor uh, control issues that I have with it. Um, I kind of wish the the camera would. Uh, work a little bit better. Uh, the old auto camera flaw. Well, it's not. It's not an auto camera. It's just a. It, it's just it. They, there's no option to adjust the X and Y sensitivity. axis sen- sensitivity there, which kind of pisses me off. They, they really should have included it in there. Other than that, um, yeah, and a couple of control other control issues. Uh, the user interface. It's really slick. It's works really, really well. Really yeah, it's really good. well done. It's amazing. Um, you know the ambient music and the the sound effects are really, really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, o- overall, a really good game. So I I recommend it. I'm almost done with it. I've I'm on chapter ten. I think there's twelve chapters. So I'm I'm probably gonna finish it tomorrow. Are you playing on easy or normal? Uh, normal. Good for you. I'm playing it on. I never play easy, man. <laughs> the lowest I'll go is normal, but I I probably could have played it on hard and and because right now like some of the boss battles that I've been in been way too easy for me. I think the mm-hmm. only one that gave me a big headache was the there was this level where you had to shoot the asteroids. Yeah, like these asteroids are bombarding your ship. Did it go boom? Boom, no, no, boom, it wasn't like boom, it wasn't like old boom, school asteroids, Mark. The no. music's very dramatic in Dead Space. No, it's a little bit more. Di- oh. It's a little bit more difficult. Than it's really good. You should totally check it out. It's an awesome boom, game. Boom, yeah, it's, it's very fun. I've I've had a good time with it. Um, yeah, I haven't really. I I know I I was thinking about trying to get back into Free Realms a little bit, but I never got a chance to do that. And I wanted to play a little bit of. I was thinking about downloading uh, Fallen Earth. Hmm, yeah, yeah, just to, to give that. it a look. I think you'd like it, especially because your guy will look just like Captain Kirk. <laughs> right, I, I could I could make a Captain Kirkish yep. looking guy. Uh, but anyway, I, I figure I'm gonna be done. I'm gonna be done with the whole Dead Space thing probably by tomorrow. So I went out and I picked up a copy of Wolfenstein for the 360, or Wolfenstein if you're a Mel Brooks fan. Wolfenstein. <laughs> and uh, I hope to report on that a little bit more uh, next week. It'll be called the Jason Report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. How about you, Mark? What have you been doing? I have been playing a lot of League of Legends. Got like a... League of I have Legends. a level... I think I'm up to level 19 or something wow, like that. Wow, you have been playing a lot. I've so been playing that. Played played some with Noah. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I can't find anything wrong with it. Really, the graphics could be better. Yeah, but I do still think that they help. The damn characters are identifiable instantly, yeah. very recognizable, yeah. even though they're kind of uh, hokey. Well, I just think it's the right Technicolor and cell yeah. shade wannabe crap that they put in there. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does have that going for it. If you haven't 
been able to tell, Noah does not like the art direction in this game. No. But it is really fun. I love yeah, that game. Yeah, playability is, mm-hmm. is key. So I've uh, been playing a lot of that. i um, been playing some some Age of Conan. Um, Rage of Bonan. Played, played that last night, but don't remember how I went from playing that to waking up this morning. So, <laughs> so you have a total blackout? Uh, I was like, I think I'm at like 13 or 14. Um, just Were trying you to drinking? get drinking. I had had a Jack and Coke earlier in the evening, and that was it. Are you sure you just had a Jack and Coke and not? Jennifer made Jack it for me, Coke. so she may have put something in it, <laughs> roofies or something. Roofies. I don't know. Uh, slipped a couple roofies. But it was in just there. weird. I just, I really don't remember. Did I'm, she take I was, advantage I, of you? I, I don't. I think I remembered that. I just really was tired. I, I was just, it was like one okay, of those we're days. Getting a little personal here. Yeah, it was just weird. So anyway, I played some Age of Conan until I passed out and woke up somewhere else. And uh, what else did I? Pl- I played some Champions Online because the the beta. Oh, we'll talk a little bit about <laughs> that later. We'll do that. And <laughs> no, as no glares at Mark and from I, across the room. I'm trying to think if I got any other time in looking at my game icons. Yeah, that was pretty much it for me. Last last couple of weeks, just mostly cool. those games. Awesome. Well, it sounds like we all had a fairly decent amount of gaming. Not oh, as yeah. diverse as I usual want to for I, any of us. I actually probably but, would have got more gaming done, but I was reading uh, World War Z by Max Brooks, mm-hmm. I believe is his name. I'm trying to finish. Very cool. Very cool book. I highly recommend it. I'm not... All the, I'm like... I'm probably about couple chapters away from finishing it. I'm Very tra- good book. I'm trying to finish that last Terry Goodkind book, the or the latest one. Oh. The misogynistic whatever. <laughs> the misogynistic seeker of death or bringer of death or whatever its subtitle should be. I don't know. The legend of the seeker. Yeah. It's working on that. Mm. So. What are you reading, Noah? Um, now for the book club <laughs> section. Yeah, for the book club. <laughs> I've book been club reading... Segment. Nancy Drew The Lost City of Z, which is, it's kind of like, it's, well, it's nonfiction and his, historical fiction. It's, it's like a fictionalized, but it's, uh, it's hard to say. This guy chronicles the many expeditions that Perry Fawcett went on to try to find El Dorado in South America, ah. the city of gold. And he writes it as if it's a story. So it's it's kind of historical fiction, but it's based on facts. It's not like he's reinterpreted it. Right. And then on top of that, he goes on the expedition himself to retrace those routes. And even though he's some schlubby, non-athletic, dumpy guy from New York City who's not at all qualified to do so. So I'm reading that, and I've been reading... I got a, My mom got me a bunch of Xanth books for my birthday. So ah, yes. Love those. I've been reading the second Xanth book. And oh, can't wait good. till you get to Ogre Ogre. I know. I'm looking forward to that. So many people have told me that's one of the best. Those are ones. really good books. That is. Right on. This concludes the book club section. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our email and tweets segment. That's going to be awesome. Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Man, you've been doing all this dope producing. You ain't had a chance to show them what time it is. So what you want me to do? I'm expressing with my full capabilities. And now I'm living in correctional facilities. Because I'm trying to clear how I do this. I get straight and let them say my own I'm dropping my behavior is hereditary. You got mail. Alright, it's time for the email. 
segment of our show. Uh, some, we've got a couple of belated episode 100 congratulations uh, from some uh, some of the listeners. Uh, this one from Telstar. Telstar. Uh, he says, hi, Channel Massive team. I'm still h- here listening every week. I just <laughs> haven't emailed in a long time. Congrats on the 100th episode. I still remembered episode 50, where you introduced several new podcasting voices to the world. <laughs> Look at the careers you have launched over the years. Michael Zanke is now a coffee boy for Sony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we no, launched him. I'm pretty him. sure he does a little bit more than that. <laughs> uh, you have made my drive time so much more enjoyable each day. I look forward to many more years of you all providing me with free entertainment. Channel Massive now, it now announces its subscription <laughs> well, model. Yeah, I, I guess now's the wrong time to tell you we're going to be charging like $100 an episode. Yep. <laughs> now that we know yeah. it's it's comedic gold, it's time to start cashing. That's right. Cha-ching! Since we still haven't received our offer letters from SOE. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, keep keep uh keep waiting on that, Mark. Get on that. Smedley. Um, we got a, another belated congratulations from JF. Uh, JF has written in before. I think we labeled him just farted. Yeah, um, that was Jason's. And not surprisingly, we didn't hear much from him after that. Yep. No, <laughs> but we probably back. won't hear from him again for a while. But he actually, he emailed us and tweeted us as well. Uh, he said, uh, Hello, guys, long time no righty. Congrats on your 100th episode. I'm only sorry I didn't get a chance to follow the cast for a while there. My boss at my old job forbid me from listening to your show at work. So that was kind of the final straw. It ended in a yelling match (laughs) and a two-week notice. Yeah! Now I have a new job that pays me better. I get to listen to your shows on the way to work and my dick's bigger. Oh, must be using insight. Um, We at Channel Massive, we do not guarantee the same result for our listeners. Uh, (laughs) But hey, you know, if that isn't an endorsement, I don't know what is. You know, we, we make your dick bigger. I mm-hmm. guess I always saw the name, um, <laughs> and then he also tweeted us uh, earlier in the week, and he said, "Happy 100th, my dear lads! Your sexy voices make my loins quiver." <laughs> okay, see, um, that his dick's bigger. Wow. Yeah, I well, guess, so. <laughs> eh, well, we're, we're glad we could be of help. I'm always there for you, our listeners. <laughs> uh, we, I think we. This might be a new listener. A, a new Scott. We have multiple Scots who have written in. Lots of Scots. Or uh, voicemailed us in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, Scott, who is a.k.a. Slain, with two N's. He Man talks about MMOs. He says, hey, fellas, I just got finished with listening to the Fallout 3 dedication episode. <laughs> Our tribute album. I swear, <laughs> I swear to God, I will not... I, I, I won't do that again. One, just one more time. Say, my life for you, fellow. <laughs> my life for you. No, I won't do it. No, he says, I'm going to have to agree with a lot that was said. The genre is in a perpetual loop, and it does need to get broken out of the downward spiral. Uh, if I had to put my finger on one thing that is the cause of all this, I would say money. Developers are pressured to release titles early constantly because of it. Along those same lines, an MMO development company would have to have a ton of influence due to past products, like Bioware, or money coming out of their ass, and more influence than Jesus himself. Blizzard. A.K.A. Blizzard, yeah. (laughs) In order to break the mold, 
They need those things to hold the money hounds off long enough to put something out that is genuinely innovative. I honestly believe that the next title that will truly be what all of us old-time MMOers are looking for will be The Old Republic. Following that, it will be whatever the behemoth that Blizzard will come up with. As I said just now, they're the companies that I feel can keep the investors at bay long enough. Looking at it from a business standpoint, it makes perfect sense to me. I'm not in business at all. I'm a soldier, and I have been for 12 years. But I would rather invest in a known franchise, Denny's, Chili's, McWindy King, etc., <laughs> than some mom-and-pop operation. The mom-and-pop operation might have the coolest and most innovative way to make the best damn pancakes that could blow Aunt Jemima's skirt up her face, but it isn't proven. Don't try that at home, folks. Yeah. It's a huge risk that most people wouldn't take in a stabilized economy, let alone in turbulent times. Anyway, I like the whole roundtable thing. It was a refreshing look on the industry in general, and it gets my brain thinking. Most of all, it motivates me to become a contributor to the show, which has been somewhat of a good thing. Love the show and look forward to many more episodes. Wow, thanks, Scott. Right on. Thanks a lot, Scott. Um, I I don't know. We're going to have to come up with a new name for you. I guess we'll just use Slain, or or if you want to come up with a different... uh, nickname for yourself I, I guess you could because we we do have a couple of different scots that write into the show so i don't know we'll figure it out over time i guess uh jesse wrote in and uh, wanted to talk about tabla rasa for some reason <laughs> <laughs> uh jesse says i know the game is a bit dead now but richard garriott's tabla rasa pushed the slider a bit towards role play with their realistic troop spawning mechanic via dropships. Whenever I saw one of those ships zoom by and beam down a group of enemies, it made me feel like the area was really being threatened, and I could slash should do something about it. Also, the checkpoints in Richard Garriott's Tabarasa were the only times in MMOs that I have felt like I made a real impact. The, the checkpoint system was something that allowed players to feel like they really accomplished something that wouldn't just be reset to the next player. Checkpoints didn't have a huge impact in game, but it was still more impact than Warhammer's public quests and World War, uh, and World of Warcraft's new battleground since they just didn't reset. Richard Garriott's Tabla Rasa did have its problems, but those two features by themselves made the game fun and interesting to me. Here's to hoping it comes back or at least has a good feature accurately copied somewhere else. Well, those are some good points. I do remember. And the game came out. Yeah. Um, you know, I I never really got into PvP in the in the beta, but I heard a lot of people say that um you know, it it, it had some it had some just good stuff. The the dropship, I remember Yeah, a lot the dropships just coming out every once in a while and dropping a bunch and scaling of aliens up down, or down and you had to sweep them out or Yeah. Who knows what they could have done. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you felt like you had to take them out or else you know, it would just be like mass chaos. Shame on NCSoft for not making that free to play. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, that might have been the way to go with that one. Yeah, at least for a while, and then, you know, maybe that would have turned it around. Yeah, you never know. Shame on them. They that's two that they just dropped the ball on. Yeah, totally. Uh, Chandra um, tweeted us and had a beef with console controllers. Uh, Chandra asks. Why do consoles have such difficult uh, controllers? Well, and she's not including the Wii in that. What's with a joystick 
What's, what's wrong with the joystick and button, or directional pad and two buttons? So she says, basically her point is that controllers have become like so complicated with all the buttons on it that it kind of makes it hard to get into a console, I guess. That's an interesting point. Um, it is, and, and for some gamers, I think, you know, that's a valid beef. Um, my thing is, is that I, I was a PC gamer, probably for a long time there, and, I, and the way I see it now, and now that I've been playing games on consoles more exclusively, I guess, is, is that you get used to it, just like you would if you were to play a game at the keyboard. Um, a lot of games now use kind of the same conventions as uh, you would if you were to play a game using your mouse and, and keep and keyboard uh, to play a game. So I, I think it's just I think it's just a learning process is one thing. If you're just a casual gamer, yeah, the Wii controller is like the ultimate controller for casual gaming because you know you wave the remote around. You have a couple buttons on there. On there, if you're playing a different kind of game, you might use the uh, directional uh, D-pad on it. But yeah, other than rarely that, used. What do you think, Noah? You bounce around between more consoles than anyone. Do you have like? Do you find it? Find that maybe there's too many, or is it cumbersome to swap back and forth between them? I think there's a lot of parity amongst the controllers, as particularly there was in the last generation. The Wii's, of course, different now. But I believe that popular games with specific genres are kind of what drove it, because first it was fighting games, which at the arcades it was at six buttons. Yeah, six buttons was standard. And so much. controllers started and trying to halfway accommodate that, and then you started having first-person shooters coming up on consoles, and then an extra right. analog stick was needed. And now other developers have just built their games around that and I think Dead Space is a really good example of a of a great game that was designed that takes advantage of like every single button on the controller I think once developers were given that kind of a standard they latched onto it so much that it was really difficult for anybody to go back I can't imagine playing that's a good description of the progression the thing is I can't imagine playing a game like Fallout 3 using just a standard joystick controller with maybe just a couple buttons. If Mac it. designed it, it would... Or if <laughs> Apple designed it, it, it just, it it'd just be work. one button. There's, just, there's too many functions that you need. Yeah. Um, yeah, certain games, you know, you only need to use, like, buttons for, which is all well and good. Uh, I'm just saying is it's no different. Like, say, if you were playing an MMO on a PC and you have all the different keys to mess with. You know, you have all your number keys and your mouse and you and you're working your mouse at the same time. It's really no different if you think about it. It's just switched over to a controller. And so the controller is able to you know, somewhat mimic you know what a keyboard and, and mouse does. And I, I think that these controllers nowadays they're not so difficult. And it did. It was a learning process for me too for a while there cuz I I was so used to playing mouse and keyboard the, the for a while one, that the, the one that bugs me is when you have to press down on the analog joystick as a button. Oh, now, but you, see, now I'm used to that. I don't I'm like totally that used to it now. I find that to be... Yeah, for a while there, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. That was juice. one of those things yeah. that took me a while to get used to. But now, 
now that I've been doing it for a while and I've been playing on the console a lot more often, it's like second hmm. nature to me. I just expect there to be a function attached to that particular thing. You know, I, I, okay, if I click this button, something's going to happen. I don't know what, maybe sometimes, because <laughs> if I just start a game and I haven't played it enough, yeah, I'm not going to read the damn directions at first. What's the point in that? Right? That's crazy. But yeah, that's crazy to talk, But, you know, I do expect it to do something, maybe. And uh, sometimes it does, sometimes it does. Sometimes they don't even map anything to mm -hmm. that. Just kind of depends on the game. So anyway, I think, I think she brings up some good points there. Uh, Lego Bro wants us to rant about BlizzCon. And he goes, rant about BlizzCon! <laughs> that, was, that was his tweet to us, and... I don't think we'll probably get into that until next week. Yeah, because really nothing has come out yet. Yeah, we'll save the best. It's only for Thursday. Nothing official. Yeah, that's going to come out next. The, the all the rumors about the next Warcraft expansion, possibly another new MMO coming out from Blizzard. That that'll all pour out in the coming days. So we're not going to get into that now. We'll do that next episode, no doubt about it. So don't give up on this Lego, bro. And uh, well, the the biggest the the biggest part of this email and tweet segment is uh, has to do with Mark. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, earlier in the week, Mark had relayed to me that he had bought a lifetime subscription to Champions Online. Well, actually, uh, I did it in a I I I sent it to Channel Massive, and I said it was my shame. Right. Well, because I felt like I had to say something. <laughs> He shared with us that happened, and of course I shared it with everybody else. Which I hadn't anticipated. And we got quite a response. So I'm going to read through all the responses, and I'm going to let Mark <laughs> tell his story and, and explain Offer everything. his rebuttal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is uh, the reaction to Mark buying a Lifetime Champions Online subscription. Which is $200. $200. Mm-hmm. That, on top good, of the yeah, game. On top price. of the game itself. So, you're so $250 like for Champions Online. For Champions Online. Mm. And loving every minute of it, I am. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll have your chance, Mark. Oh, you'll have your chance. I'll be quiet then. Okay, first response comes from OpenEdge1. Uh, he says, yes, let me get on that. What time does hell freeze again? And he says, I want Mark to explain his ch uh, Champions Online... Lifetime subscription. Yes, ask him how he can justify how this and how he can justify this and beer at the same time. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, this one comes from Rob Irwin. I said, "Oh, that's going to be disappointing." Best MMO right now is absolutely Fallen Earth. Very cool game and sandboxy too. Uh, Private <laughs> Hudson writes in and he says, "Wow, what a sucker! He must really like Star Trek." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, you know, so those were pretty tame, you know, kind of a couple little jabs here and there. And then there was this, this, you know, we asked people to email or tweet us. We got an email in the form of a we got several an email tweets. in the form of ten to nine to ten tweets from Blameful Gecko. Uh, it starts out, he did it! Holy crap! couple minutes later. Does he know that Champions Online is just a fundraising project for Star Trek? As soon as that goes into closed beta, they're going to close down Champions Online. <laughs> and then he went silent for a little bit, and then he tweets, 
<laughs> Mark has to explain to me what he has done. This is an outrage. How dare he do this with his money as he wishes? <laughs> and then he goes silent for a little bit longer. No thought of the listeners. How rude. I demand a refund of my Channel Massive episodes right now. You better pay shipping. Hmm. And then... He went silent for a while, and then the next day I log on to Twitter, and there's more tweets. There's even more tweets about this. Continuing the rant for the next show. I mean, it's City of Heroes, isn't it? You tell me what to do right now, Mark. Right now! Refund! Mark, you bastard. You haven't <laughs> called me yet. You don't know my number, but I expect you to look it up. And then it goes silent for a little bit longer. And then he tweets, I'm sorry, Mark. I'm just stressed. Just tell me if I can buy champions online <laughs> so I can blame you if it turns out to be a grindy mess. Then oh. he goes silent again for a while. And then he tweets... <laughs> Mark, I was at work today trying not to think about how much things have changed. Don't you care about Brittany? Brittany is his character in Age of Conan. She bears a striking resemblance to Brittany Spears, but it's a pure accident, not an obsession. And he goes on, says, She's not even out of tortage, slut. Did public, did public quests work in Warhammer? Answer that. Noah, make him stare at it. Neckbeard. <laughs> <laughs> And then he just went silent after that. So yeah. I think he's he's waiting for a response. I think he's been institutionalized. So so Mark, I, I guess the the just the overlying question underlying question is why did you do it? Why did you pay a lifetime subscription for Champions Online? All right, it was a moment of weakness. <laughs> I I had uh, I had just read like a glowing a couple of glowing reviews of the game and was somehow not not like comparing that with my own experience of the game but was just like wow these glowing reviews really sound en- enthralling i i really need to get in on this game but mark and, and then mark let me let me just interject <laughs> just just a quick second and i and i promise this will be the the last time i'll interject you have come out and said well you know, Champions Online really isn't all that in a bag of chips. Right. It's not... Okay. Quite. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So I figured... Here's what I figured. Okay. So I was really debating doing the the $50 thing or $60 thing because I do want to get into the Star Trek beta. So there was that. I really wanted that. Then I started thinking about my habits as far as how bad I am about canceling subscriptions... And I had already ordered Champions Online because I want to, you know, I want to play it for a while. And I thought, you know, what I'll do is I'll get that damn game and I'll forget to unsubscribe myself. And actually, the two hundred dollar thing will take. That's like thirteen months worth of 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 game time, right? So I'll probably forget to cancel my subscription within a reasonable reasonable time and get paid and get charged for that. I might as well just do the lifetime subscription because I'll want to check in on the game as I always do. Like, I'll, I'll cancel games and then I'll come back to them. So I'll want to check in on it later. So I might as well just do it. And probably in the long run, I'll end up spending less just because I'm such I'm so damn lazy about ca- canceling and renewing my subscriptions. So, And it got me the Star Trek thing that I wanted to, so, which I'm very excited about. That's it. 
it caught me in a moment of weakness, and those, those, that was my that, logic. That's your explanation. That's it. Yep. Were you drunk? I don't think so. I, I don't know. Do you remember doing it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't black that out. Because <laughs> just find I an mean, email the next morning. Here's the thing. You're, you're talking $250 here. Well, I'd already spent the 50 Okay, so great. Take that so, so now we're okay. So we're talking two hundred dollars on top of the fifty. That the game was essentially spent. free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. fifty dollars to spend it was like it wasn't even there. I'm just saying, you know, you have your thirty days of free play time after you know you you purchase the game, right? right? You know, so you play the game for maybe three months and realize that oh, it's a bag of crap. I don't recall. What are you gonna you... do then? You you've like you've wasted money. You've like totally wasted money. But it'll get better. I don't recall you checking you back in on that. Tabula Rasa. Why well, I didn't ever buy Tabula Rasa. No. But I'm more you into the did. superhero genre than the shittily executed sci fi genre. So, you know, I I figure I'll play it. You know, it's kind of a it's a it's got a lot of stuff in it that's good. It's just you know, will they make it in time for the launch date? Which I mean, is you, you so see, this is the thing that kind of blew my mind. I think probably blew Noah's mind as well. Is that you know, beforehand you were like, no, this game is not even close to being ready. It's you know, we knew you were going to buy it, no matter. I mean, what. Yeah. I knew you were going to try it, but I didn't think you would go for the lifetime subscription. I didn't either. I'm telling you, it was just a moment of weakness, and 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 I thought, and I think it's true. I mean. With Age of Conan, right? We we were all excited about it. But it I was, didn't buy a lifetime subscription no, for it. No, but you could have. but you played it. We well, I played it for I don't know a few months. Then I canceled. Now I'm playing it again. Well, at some point that number of months, you know, as I check in and out of the game, we'll hit the I mean, thirteen. What, you just forget to cancel. You just don't even bother with canceling. I forget. You know, sometimes I remember, but sometimes a month goes by and I've I've realized I've forgotten. Yeah, I it. forgot that I've only I signed up for monthly subscriptions on Conan, and I need to change that because I'm getting fifteen bucks a month. And that sucks. Yeah, so it's like you don't mean to. You you mean to check it out for a month, then you know life gets busy. The next thing you know, you've been subscribed to a game life for three months busy. that you haven't you played. You can't click a mouse button, and well, you just don't remember until you, you, remember see, until your, you see your credit card. Bill. <laughs> you see your credit card bill, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I forgot EverQuest two. What the fuck? Oh my you know, gosh. so you know, nice. not, that's oh. not. I'm Have not you checked back in on EverQuest? No, I'm not. I was just using that as an example because when I did play it the first time, I was like, I am so done with this. You know, I just got tired of it. And, oh, the there was something wrong. So when I tried to cancel my account, it didn't work. Forgot about it for a month. You know, Ever then I saw two? my credit card. Yeah, then I saw my, cred- my, my SOE account thing. I couldn't cancel it that night. And I saw my credit card statement. I was like, shit, I just so, paid for another month of EverQuest 2 that I didn't play. So, I, I just want to understand this correctly. Basically, you're boiling this down to your logic down to the fact that you're lazy. And that he wants to be in the Star Trek beta. And <laughs> oh, I, I want to be in the Star Trek beta, so... I, I, I just I want to clarify this. I would have already nothing been, about the quality of the game. All this nothing has about to the do with your laziness playing. about checking your... checking what subscriptions I you have. I would have already been into them for $110. <laughs> In order to get into the Star Trek beta, <laughs> the combined what's another hundred dollars, right? So, t- one hundred and ten is not a is Just is a, a pretty games. pretty healthy percentage. I mean, it's like sixty percent more to go and basically never have to pay another monthly subscription fee again. 
So I was already going to be committed. I, I figured I might as well just go all out. And if it's a successful game and it continues to grow and expand and all that stuff, you know, like I've, I've played City of Heroes for years, you know, I have. Is this the start of a trend, lifetime subscriptions for all future MMOs that no. you're interested in? No, I, I hope not. I, Ion's coming out soon. I, I don't think that will. Fallen Earth's coming out soon. Yeah, I, I don't think Lifetime I, subscription to Star Trek? Maybe Maple Story. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, well, Mark, I I, I appreciate your your candor. Um, can't say that I agree with it, but I appreciate it. Do you feel like you've you're going to get your money's worth with your recent Champions Online play experience that you've had? Um, yeah, I have been enjoying it more. See, the problem that I... Uh, that I'm Much a, yeah. as a Stockholm Syndrome person would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it when it feeds me and lets me use the restroom. The, the, the thing is... <laughs> I'm so compassionate that way. Now that the NDA has dropped, I've been reading various blogger reviews left and right. There's dozens of them out there already. And I'd say three quarters of them are negative. Well... Yeah. That's true, but then if you look at our blogging community, they don't like anything. <laughs> okay, there, there's a good point there, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Check and mate. <laughs> well, no, not necessarily. I'm just saying that so far the reception hasn't been oh, surely, sure. you know, oh my god, this is but that, you know, a really good game. It's been, that, and, and even the positive rebu- reviews have just been... Green assault. Meh. Fortune. It's okay. I, I'm having fun with it, but it's not like, oh my god! Are you still are you still subscribed to City of Heroes? Yeah. See, if I had a lifetime subscription to that as an option, I would have that saved would've... a whole ton of money. Because it's true. Well, that game was really just really bad at the beginning, though. And and it's in the beta. And it, yeah, it was good from and and sometimes I just you just I just want to go play it, and it's like I I play it often enough that. It seems to make sense to have the subscription. If I had more self-control, I could carefully regimen my MMO schedule. Well, remember, I mean, we're talking to the guy who was planning on buying that pop cap. That's actually what I want to ask you <laughs> next: is Do you think this is a better investment than the hundred dollar pop? Cap? Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Because okay. I should have just with the pop. But cap see, you're thing. getting a bunch of different games with that deal, though. That's yeah, but I'd never play them realistically. Like you guys convinced me, I'd probably only play the one, the tower defense one, and and um, Peggle. Peggle. <laughs> Even yeah. Peggle doesn't. Maybe, maybe Bejeweled every once in a bejeweled. while. I may be Chazzle. the one person that doesn't dig Bejeweled or Peggle enough to be. You know, I never could get addicted to it. It'd always be like my last resort. Like, oh god, I'm either gonna have to play Minesweeper on my Windows box or Peggle. Well, guess I'll play Peggle. You know, it's, it's anyway. That's my logic. Well, Mark, I I appreciate you giving us a look into your twisted mind. <laughs> <laughs> For truly, it is twisted. Uh, anyway, if if our listeners have any more questions for Mark or just other questions in general uh, feel free to leave us an email at mail M-A-I-L at channelmassive.com C-H-A-N-N-E-L M-A-S-S-I-V dot com and if you're brave B-R-A-V our Skype line S-K-Y-P channel.massive.skype dot S-K-Y-P-E <laughs> We're always looking forward to hearing from you guys, and we have, we really appreciate the feedback we got this week. Yeah, yes, that was thank awesome. you very much. More of that. That a was great. Plethora. It's like a leather sofa made out of pleather. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, Jason, what time is it? It's time for the Week in Gaming! Yeah! Week in Gaming time, folks. Let's do some MMO news first. MMO. What's going on in the MMO world, Noah? EVE Online, we've talked about it so many times. We've talked <laughs> about buying really. two copies. <laughs> we've talked about not buying two copies. <laughs> uh, we did get... Uh, Lifetime subscription would be a multiple, good option. <laughs> multiple emails on a couple of EVE Online stories this week. We uh, did. Allison uh, is a diehard Ever. And, yes, she uh, is. She, she sent us a She's couple of Ever stories. She's an Ever Beaver. <laughs> Ever Beaver. <laughs> yeah. Uh... CCP Games reveals a new EVE Online console MMO called Dust. 514. 514. It's kind of like when that wrestler was always quoting that Bible verse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not. <laughs> yeah. It's slightly different. In the Book of Dust, 514. <laughs> anyway. John 512. What's really cool about this is not only is it a first-person shooter in the EVE universe, which is a after that graphical overhaul, the game really made it look really it made the world look so neat it already you can actually before, i thought you it's can actually the actions that you take in the first person shooter will actually impact the mmo and you'll be able to interact in some form or another with people playing the mmo as a first person shooter participant in dust 514 i just think that's that's so cool just that statement right there it's like all right so i'm on a planet in one of these sectors you know, obviously, you know, maybe it doesn't even necessarily have to be a sector that's uh, a planet that supports life. You know, because you could be wearing like bio suits or whatever. Um, I, I think it would be really cool if they included okay, like gra- gravity variables and stuff like that. So if the gravity was different on one planet, you kind of be bouncing around and stuff, and you'd have to wear gravity boots to hold you down and stuff. That would be fucking cool. What, what I think is interesting is. From a um, CCP dedication to the project point of view, is um, they they had an interview with Mr. Hilmer, who's the see the CEO. Like, um, I was I was all on. prepared to talk about this and suddenly <laughs> forgot what his title. And then is. your brain went dead. Thor, anyway, what he says is the most important thing. Is this isn't just some side project? They they've put they've got pretty much all of their resources working on this um his quote is we are leveraging all of ccp's international infrastructure into this project and the game has been in development for three years at the shanghai studio that they have so they're they've been doing they've been working on this for a while well, what i want to know is they're how will they around with this. leverage spreadsheet mathematics into the gameplay of a first person shooter that'd be well, so no, cool they're not see that that's the thing that it, this this game is for those people who probably wanted to get into EVE Online originally, but it was just like one of the... Because to me, I couldn't get into it. It was just... It yeah, was you tried. You slow. gave it a good run. I, I've, I've tried it multiple t- yeah. multiple times. And I love the environment. I love the concept behind it. I just I couldn't force myself to, to stick with it. Because it just seemed like such a... It was a grind in a different way. It was a money grind. Money. It wasn't because that's all that game is built around is is, is the control economics. of ISK and economics. And and to some people, it's 
It's and, perfect. And, it's like and, the perfect and, game. But see, and then once you get to the point where you can wage war with your with your big battleships, it's like God, you know. But that's going to take me forever to own like one of these big battleships that I want to, you know, you know, destroy people with, and and or or if I if I decide to become like a pirate or something like that, it would take me forever to get to the point where I would be able to actually do something like that. But in Dust 514, you know, it seems like you can have an impact right away because within each one of those sectors of space are planets. And on those planets, then, you know, a, a sector of space might be controlled by a certain corporation, but the planet that you're on might be controlled by another. And so there might be a constant battle going on on that planet, which, which will, you know, there's, multiple, there's probably, like, resources that they have to fight for on that planet, and I think that that aspect would be really neat if they tie if if they're going to tie it in like they say that they're going to tie it in. So he explains more about the interplay between Eve Online and Dust Five Fourteen. This is from an article on Massively. He says Hilmer says you will increasingly have to fight with your fleet in Eve Online, but you will also have to contract people who play Dust, the console MMO. Which then feeds into the sovereignty control system of Eve. So then Eve feeds back into, into the, the into that sector. again by funding the mercenaries, giving them goals. And that's a nod to Starship Troopers. He said, "The fleet does the flying, the infantry does the dying." That's right, bitch. And, <laughs> and they're hoping to bring the two communities together with the motto of "One Universe, One War," which is already pretty cool because it's all on one server. Right. And that means that the Eve PCMMO and the Dust Five Fourteen console gamers will form interconnected social structures and even meld over time. It's crazy. I it's think like, that's awesome. That is like, such an awesome idea. Yeah, that's great. Someone who's and, and far more intellectual bring, see, than me can... people who don't can, play EVE Online... Yeah. They're not going to give... You know, the cool thing about that is, and if they play it right, it's going to be like, oh, okay, we really don't give a shit about this. All we know is we have to go take this control point over here, yeah. and as long as we do that, then we're going to win. And that's me. Somebody who's really good with strategy mm -hmm. can be can be, you know, figuring out world domination just to give me the tactical goal, man. That would be a blast. Just give me that one goal. Take that hill. I'll go get it for you. Take that hill again. Exactly. Take that hill. <laughs> yeah, and, and if they incorporate a leveling concept in with it, yeah. and, and the ability to get new weapons and armor and all that good stuff, all the better. I feel like the channel Massive Crew's just been tricked into playing mm. Eve. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally all for it. I'm all over this. I'm really excited about well, this Well, and then idea. the fact that the gameplay footage, like, reminded me of of one of my beloved games, Ultim uh, uh, Unreal Tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, oh, man, that looks fun. <laughs> so, anyway, looking forward to it. Totally, mm -hmm. no doubt about it. Um, other crazy expansion news, I, I think you and Noah need to talk about this more than me because I'm not playing an MMO currently. That's true. <laughs> but Funcom did make good on its promise to announce its first official Retail expansion for Age of Conan. Rise of the Godslayer. That's right. Did you like that? Was that was good? good. Although you should have said it like... With an uh, accent. Rise like, of the Godslayer! No, the... You know, what's his name? Uh, uh, Rise of the Godslayer. The, the guy no, that's that, Asian. Do the voiceover for Conan's intro. Gods what's his name? Anane. Anane. Uh, <laughs> Anane. There you go. Mako or whatever his name is. <laughs> 
Oh, I forgot about that. Because this whole expansion, the point of it is, this is all about the Asian or the 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 their Robert E. Howard's version of that, the Eastern culture. Yeah. And so you know you see like all these giant pagodas and stuff. I think something that's interesting, in a contrast and a deliberate art design decision, distinct from the Dark Horse comics, Funcom decided to make the game much more Chinese and North Korean in appearance versus Dark Horse made everything look very Japanese. Hmm. That's a good point. I find the architecture to be... I don't think of be... China and Korea when I see pagodas. Right. I think of Japan. But all the characters and the armor and the monsters definitely look Chinese. Yeah. It's it's really kind of strange. It's a cool look, I thought. Did yeah. you watch the... I, I watched the video. The game still looks as beautiful as always, and they've done a really good job of creating a, a very Asian landscape in terms of the geography as well as the architecture. Yeah, the trees are uh, different too. You know, they have like a, a lot of the trees with all the moss hanging down and, you mm-hmm. know, stuff you would see. I understand that they're not adding any levels. That is perhaps the best thing about it. Yeah, Conan I, already I has enough levels. Is It well, already yeah, has I mean, 80. Like 80. Hello, come on. So, so what they're trying to do is actually flesh out the level 20 to 80 journey. Yay! And, and it's where they have uh, how does it describe? They have horizontal expansion yeah, instead of vertical, vertical expansion. I think it's an awesome thing. I think it's it's if you're trying to win back your your disenfranchised user base, that's one good thing. Because mm-hmm. I think that means they're going to get they're going to extend the voice acting. I know they've already started in that direction, but they're going to extend. They're going to continue with that whole motto, where it's all going to be voiced, and I I think they're gonna they're gonna flesh it out. And yeah, you know. You just don't need to go to like level 100 at this point. I, th- I think it's oh come on. I think it's great. Yeah, and they're introducing a new race and new career paths, new content for starting folks, new content for high level folks. Yeah. As you pour over the so Great ha- Wall I don't of even China, know how you pronounce this? Is it the uh, Katai? That's going to be reserved exclusive, exclusive, <laughs> exclusively. Sorry. <laughs> For high-level characters. Yeah. So how high-level do you have to be to get there? Is I'm not sure. Yet? I don't remember reading that. Yeah, just as for higher-level characters. Yeah, I don't think So I'm not sure how. It. I don't know what the... Cu- it doesn't say in this article what the cutoff is yet. We'll they also announced out. a couple new mounts to join the horse, the mammoth, and the rhino. And there's ah. not going to be a tiger and a wolf. That tiger in the video looks awesome, the way it's looks animated. Pretty cool. And what's really fascinating, I think, about the tiger and the wolf is that you have to capture them while they're young and oh, take them around as a pet to get them to grow, to develop an affinity for you mm-hmm. before they'll, first of all, be able to carry your weight, let alone allow you to ride them. Oh, that's so So it's cool. got a whole pet mechanic that's a lot more advanced than like, oh, I've clicked on this item in my inventory like box. There's the mount, yeah. and then I hop on. <laughs> Tamagotchi or whatever. What's it called? Is that? Tamagotchi, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pet the pet. Feed the pet. But you have to train <laughs> it to how to attack and all that other stuff that's and cool. help it grow. That video was sweet the way it was animated and, and everything i don't know if i really oh but you don't care about age conan anymore mark <laughs> <laughs> just kidding it's kind of weird it was kind of surreal to see that the the direction of the expansion was so thematic yeah and that it was they chose asia they chose asian culture which i can't think of i don't know i, I i'm sure everquest has done it but it's not it's not a 
stereotypical. It's not a cliche move. But yet, when I think of MMOs, I still think of Asia so much because there's all those free Asian MMOs oh, yeah. that are very Asian in flavor. And I, I think the shadow of that in my mind, those really bad Asian MMOs, it's kind of bubbled to the surface when I'm seeing all this Asian content. But it's the inverse of it. We have a w- Western, I, I don't know if I'd call it the Norwegian area Western, but yeah, it is it's kind a of. Western interpretation of Asian, of Asian culture versus yeah. Asians trying to reproduce American culture as they've done in many games. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of funky, but I'm also really looking forward to the soundtrack. It's also lots of new music from the same guy who did the original soundtrack, which so is I'm an sure awesome soundtrack. Rock. Yeah. Definitely one of the best features. And they've, they're doing more motion capture, motion capture of martial arts moves. So hopefully that will all be synchronized. Oh, and be is, animated is there going to be a new class introduced? I think there's yeah, I think couple. there's two or three. Really, and one and from the video, it looks like one is a martial artist of some sort, Monk and it looks really yeah. cool. Huh? Because he's like doing like the tiger strike thing. <laughs> My tiger style will defeat your yeah. dragon style. Will just de- will defeat your sleeping tube worm style, <laughs> whatever it was. Ha ha ha! What else do we have? Uh... Well, we'll probably talk about this more next week when the real news comes out. But it seems pretty accurate to me. We're going to tease you. We'll, we'll just delve into one of the rumors that came out. And we're done. Oh, uh, sorry. About BlizzCon. Uh, we'll probably find out tomorrow. Or, yeah. or Saturday at the, late, at, at the latest, I would Blizzard imagine. Blizzard is merciful. Um, MMO Champion got the inside scoop, apparently on what's going to happen with the next World of Warcraft expansion, codenamed Cataclysm, which we had discussed before, uh, but all we knew was the name. We didn't know exactly what what it meant. Well, according to MMO Champion, this is what is going to be revealed at BlizzCon We are giving you a look into the future, church. <laughs> yeah, in the not-so-distant future, because it's going to probably happen tomorrow as everybody sits at their computers and TV sets going <laughs> oh my god uh, <laughs> I just visualized you doing that Jason yeah I know totally <laughs> uh, the level cap will only be increased to 85 not 90 so in- instead of 10 more levels it'll only be 5 new levels thank goodness uh, this suggests that Blizzard wants more room for expansions before hitting level 100 cap with less leveling to do etc 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 new classes uh, there Lots won't be any new, new classes. classes in the game uh, instead Blizzard will let basically any any class any race be any class so there won't be the restriction where a human can't be a druid big or deal or a hunter or whatever. So you'll you'll if you're a human you could be a hunter or or a uh or a druid or whatever and, mm-hmm. and orcs will be able to become mages. Uh night elves will be able to become And soon enough they'll be able to just flip factions all together. Right, and they'll just yeah, well <laughs> yeah, we already know At that. Will. Uh new races will be introduced. Uh they're saying that uh that uh, goblins will be the new horde race, and Wargen war- uh, will become the new alliance race. You mean the lichens? <laughs> yeah. 
I am a death dealer, and you're a lichen. Uh, <laughs> Let's form a relationship. You know, which kind of uh, the whole goblin thing kind of bugs me because I always thought I, I was uh, to me they've the, always been neutral. They're like sacred. They're like the Switzerland. from RTS games, and, on and, that, and that was that was kind of their that whole was appeal so funny to me. about them. Yeah, they were. So if you were, here's my here's my prediction, is that they would make they would actually make goblins the only new playable race out there because they could switch between factions. And kind of maybe maintain a more neutrality, I guess. Uh, you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense for for the just. It doesn't make sense for the goblins to go to the horde side necessarily because they're. I mean, what, what's seriously? I mean, they're opportunistic. They go wherever they want to go. So it would make more sense to make them a cross race. I'm kind of hip fashion. on playing playing the wargans because you can shape shift, but. I know, I know, but you know what I, from a, from a world lore perspective, I don't know. Did they just break the lore, Jason? Maybe. I think it's, it's, it's like a. I don't like that. Why don't they use they the Naga? They should. The Naga would have been awesome. Much more sense than like goblins. Or or I don't know. Yeah, the Naga is like a prime one. Make up know. something like just, they did with the like space, the, uh, the goat space goat. If that's, the, I mean, and this goats. is all rumor. We're not saying that this is set in stone. But we're already we're just, upset. But we're already pissed. <laughs> we're already pissed. We're off. already blogging about it. We're canceling our accounts. As far as the <laughs> new content goes, there's not going to be new content in the classic sense of the word, where there's going to be, you know, new islands, new. There might be a few new things. The big, the big thing. This rumor. Has been spreading around is, is that they're going to revamp Azeroth itself. That's the cool part. They're going to. They should have done that. Turn the barons into different zones. Half the chat. <laughs> yeah, half the half of the uh, Chuck Norris jokes you will receive in in the barons, depending uh, on your level. Ashara. Will Ashara will will not be a level. I think it was like a level forty to fifty level before. A thousand needles will be flooded. Uh, now it's going to become a, a low, lower level zone, like in the tens to twenties. Uh, some of the zones, like Thousand Needles, will be flooded, which pisses me off because I actually loved One K Needles, man. I did that too. That was a cool area. I love that zone. That was like one of my favorite zones. The Salt Flats. Oh, it was great. All that. I love that zone. So I don't know. I don't know that they necessarily have to change it, but I think. But I'm not saying if they did do that, I wouldn't hate that they did that because that just means that they're thinking differently. So if they if they did that, yeah, I could live with that. But it just kind of pisses me off because that was one of of your favorite areas, yeah. Flying in Azeroth. Duratar is wrecked. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And apparently Ogrimmar could be destroyed. Yes. A new orc city is rebuilt over the course of the expansion. Using the phasing, that's really cool. I don't don't know that they would do that. But because again, that's one of those things. But this is a rumor, so it must be I know. true. It's just, it's one of those no, rumors, true. but I don't know that they would do that again. Why? Because what happened during that Halloween event last time? Everybody whined, bitched, and moaned. Oh, I can't, I can't do my auction house stuff. I can't get anything done because all this chaos is happening around me. Well, you know what? You guys are gonna have to learn with it. I'm gonna unsub and play learn a static game like EverQuest. The Gnome City. Gnome Reagan. <laughs> will, will finally be built. 
Oh my god! <laughs> and become part Might of the Might be expansion. able to reclaim their capital. I could actually see them doing that. Finally. Um, but what what would they do with the instance? I don't know. That's a curiosity. That I, w- I would like to know that. Need those pants. Wailing Caverns will become a lush tropical area as a result of druid magic. Isn't it already kind of? I, yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. That doesn't <laughs> make sense. Uh, Black Rock Spire will erupt, and a new version of Black Rock Mountains will be available. Um, that that might be possible. Bring back Ragnaros. Um, flying in all of Azeroth. Yep. So you'll be able to use your flying mount everywhere. That'd Apparently, nice. that that's that's one of the features they're claiming will will be a part of this expansion. Uh, classic dungeons revamp. Those so are fun. I kind of like it when they do that. They're going to redesign Anoxia's Lair. They're going to redesign other just regular old dungeons. Apparently, eh, that might be interesting. We'll see if that comes comes to pass. We'll see. Uh, unreleased zones and dungeons. Uh, you may, while you're flying over certain areas, you may have noticed, and there are there are actually parts of the map. Yeah. On the map now that you can't go into, and it's been like that since launch. Um, they're apparently they're claiming that, yep, you'll be able to go into those zones now. They're, these are all new zones that you'll be able to go into. My. My beef is, why didn't they just include them to begin with? Because they were on the map. Why aren't they there? Uh, so, you've got all that. Um, so those are just a few of the rumors that have been flying around. Uh, you know, we'll find we'll find out more. Probably tomorrow. Yeah, we'll know. Yeah. Probably tomorrow. I, I think it's cool how they're also shaking up just the... The major well, characters there. Uh, we don't know this yet. It's That's a cool idea. It's just a rumor. So they should do it. They should do it. They should just actually shut the whole game down, actually. That'd it's it's cool. funny, because a, <laughs> and, and a lot of the blogosphere is kind of split down the middle, so a lot of people are claiming, oh, this is just a bunch of bullshit. You know, they're never going to do any of this. Well, they no. need to do something to make and people interested And then half of them are like, the oh, yeah, you know, this totally sounds legit. This totally sounds like a move that, it's overdue. that Blizzard would do. But then where's the... I was thinking... But the, where's the payoff for the higher-level character? Higher I would think, players? where's the, the good side of the The players who aren't interested in rolling another alt. I expect this expansion would have the the positive death knight. Yeah, like arch the champion or something that's on to the, hunt to equal. Right. Yeah. Not another race, another playable class. <laughs> it's not there. Another another elite epic class. class. Epic class. Yeah. 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 Not, not gonna happen. No, it's interesting. We'll we'll well we'll find out soon enough. For better or worse. Uh, new MMOs uh, that have gone gold include Champions on Champions Online, Woohoo! Ion. Uh, Champions is actually going to ship as previously scheduled, so there's no delay there. It's already in open beta, as many of you already know. Uh, it, it's happening. It's going to happen. Uh, Ion will will release. Uh, I think shortly after that. Fallen Earth, I think, falls in between all that, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's coming up. Uh, so we've got tons of new MMO releases coming up. Who will win? Who will lose? Well, that'll be determined within the next few months, I guess. Uh, last bit of MMO news that's coming out 
is uh, APB, the, uh, I guess you can call it the Grand Theft Auto of massively multiplayer online role-playing games, has announced that they're going to be subscription-free. So what they're going to the be a free-to-play. They're going with the, well, it's not a free-to-play model. It's a, it's a, you buy the game. It's going to be more like in the vein of a Guild Wars model. No, I like that model. I understand. Which makes sense for a console game. And then yeah. they're going to, of course, add expansions. They might have microtransactions. That part isn't quite clear yet. But I think that's pretty cool. It's way cool. You know, I could, I could totally see that. I, you know, looking at some of those videos of the character customization, just, man, just it's seems really, like really, really neat. Really great variety there. Um, it looks like it, it looks like that one has potential. Mm-hmm. to be a really neat, different uh, kind of MMO. So I'm looking forward to maybe giving that a try when it when it uh, comes out. Uh, but yeah, just knowing that it's going to be subscription-free, it's going to be co- just kind of more like a Guild Wars model, maybe. It's got me interested. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead. We've got a lot of uh, interesting general That's gaming right. news, including uh, epic news about Sony. Yep. For a change, <laughs> we hardly ever talk about Sony in, in, on this podcast, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about them this episode. Sony has finally bit the bullet and dropped the price on the PS3 by a hundred dollars. So and change the name. Well, yeah. So they, they've also changed the design. Uh, they went with the uh, PS3 Slim, uh, which will now be two ninety nine across the board, and that, and that actually goes for uh, current uh, consoles as well. Yeah, so, three ninety nine is now two ninety nine. Oh, is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. So if you were to walk into a GameStop right now and and they had it wrong, you could just tell them, "Oh, do check it, <laughs> check it." The prices dropped. It kind of just happened. Well, it was kind of funny how a lot of a lot of retailers were like, oh, "We didn't know about this," and Kmart <laughs> was like, "We've got a secret. <laughs> we're not going to tell you." Funny. But you know, it wasn't a secret. They're like, "It's a brand new day." Yeah, it was kind of funny. So now the PS3 Slim is out. Um, It'll be out on September 1st or 3rd or something. Right. Uh, 33% smaller, 36% lighter, uh, comes with a new chip. Uh, But still no backwards compatibility. It runs cooler, but there's no backwards compatibility, and they're getting rid of the Linux support uh, for it. Uh yeah, it's you know some things are gonna piss people off. You can still swap the hard drive out. Um, wireless is included, unlike the Xbox. Wireless is included, you know, and that, that's yeah. Don't know why that's. I don't know standard. about you, man, but you know now that it's dropped down in price, and I no, of course, it, my whole thing is oh, I have to talk to the wife about this. <laughs> <laughs> um. I would like another gaming system, please. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to fly. But, but you know what? I think I could sell it to her. As long as I mention that it came with a Blu-ray player. Maybe, you know, that might 
That might tip the scales a little bit. It might. <laughs> oh, well, honey, it comes with a Blu-ray player. And, and I could play games on it. What do you think? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that, that might get her a little bit, ex- you know, get her a little bit excited, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I'll have to see. It might be one of those uh, last-minute Christmas gift ideas that I, I give to her. <laughs> um, despite that, I do, I do, I still hate Sony. Yeah, uh, with a passion, I can't stand them as a company. They're they're arrogant. Their their products really aren't that much better than than what is what else is out. And and let, let's be honest, the whole Blu-ray thing. Anticlimactic. It's really anticlimactic. When, it's changed the when way I live. And done with because it's. Wait a minute. No, it isn't. It's one of those. It's a joke. I mean, you, when you think about the the leap from VHS to DVD. Don't forget Betamax. Well, no, I'm. Not, well, no, I, well, no. That's that's even that's just a whole different story, Mark. I, I'm saying the, the leap in technology between. VHS to DVD, that that's like huge, okay. From DVD to Blu-ray, it's not that big of a leap. I mean, no, it's no. it's it's not that big enough of a leap. It though, looks Mark. different it's, though. It, yeah, it does, but it's not that much different. I mean, and you're talking medium medium quality, and it's just not it's not enough. And not not when you know. For you know, just a couple years down the road, you're going to be saying, "Well, screw, screw physical media altogether." Well, I'd prefer that. You I, know what I, I mean? I'm just, I'm just saying that it, that that selling point is kind of not enough. Sure. But I'm still going to try to drive it home. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make the effort. Um. Anyway, it runs cooler. It's slimmer. Um. Lower price. It's basically what I was waiting for. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that I might be able to go out and get one. But um, you know, if I don't, it's nothing against Sony. It's, it's you know, it's just I can't afford it. But you know, are you gonna get one? Even though I don't care for Sony all that much, I'm it's it's finally at a price where I'm interested in it, and they finally are releasing games or they've. During E3 2009, they announced games that actually look really good, mm-hmm. and they have potential to be Uncharted good who beyond the review period. Because there were some mag. games, the like Heavenly Sword was a game that looked really cool mm-hmm. and didn't end up being that great. Oh. Even Little Big Planet looked really cool, and I, I'd still like to play it, but it's not a system seller for me. And I don't know if yet PS Sony has enough exclusives that are like wow to me to justify me getting right. it but once they do for instance if final fantasy 13 was still exclusive to the ps3 then this then i'd be definitely ready but to get it anymore. but it's not and as much as mon nation racers looks great and the last guardian god of war 3 drake's fortune 2 those games all look great but none of them are like a super mario galaxy right. or a final fantasy 13 or something like that once there's a, a critical mass, I'm sure that I can wait for another $50 price cut or they start bundling two games in with it like right, they've been doing right. lately. And then I'll be like, yeah, that, that's cool. But I, there are so many great games on the 360 and on the PC and on my DS and on my Wii. I really don't need another system in the you mix. You know, the jacked up thing with the PC, though, 
you know, and and that kind of, you know, I, I think I kind of slipped by. It's one of these things that I, I guess I kind of want to tie in with the whole cost of gaming thing, because this is like one of those cost of gaming stories that we have, is that Modern Warfare 2 for the PC is going to price at $60 for the PC. Hmm. I hate that. That's huge. That's crap. That's that's basically showing a change in direction as far as pricing goes, as far as PC games go, and I'm like, man. That, well, and that, that hurts the PC. Yeah. Big time, because... Okay, well then, there is no difference between the price between a PC game and a Xbox game anymore. It used to be like a $10 difference. Yeah, now it's, do you just want to play with a mouse and a keyboard, or do you want to play with a controller? I find it really frustrating. Yeah, now there's nothing. That they're trying to get a game to come out at $60, a $60 price point for any, even consoles. I I hate the console pricing, too. I don't understand it. It's 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 brutal. You know, this... This I actually I was able to do because I traded in a couple games, so I got as like Jason a, holds at half Wolfenstein. price. Wolfenstein, yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got Wolfenstein for the three sixty. I, I got it like half price. Yeah, and that's why I brought up that I was going to buy Batman next week. Normally I wouldn't because of the sixty dollars price tag. It's very seldom mm-hmm. that I'll buy a three sixty game brand new. Well, just even like a new console game, it's like damn, you know, that hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, it really does. So. No, I don't know. It, it you know when you, so so now there's like no price difference between console games and PC games anymore. Well, one one game is trying to do that. Hopefully, well, Activision is trying to do. That. Hopefully the yeah. Hopefully the uh, the game buying consumers will will make their voices heard and well, say screw you. But, but. And this this next story kind of ties into the whole game pricing issue. Uh, Lionhead uh, came out and confirmed that there's going to be a new Fable game, Fable 3. Yeah, next um, year, potentially. But that's not the real story here. The real story is the episodic content. Uh, well, not content, it's just the episodic way in that they're going to distribute Fallout 2 now through Xbox Fa- Live. Fable 2. Fable 2. Fable content. 2, sorry. Jesus. But it does remind you of Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't get it out of my mind. Uh, so Fable 2 is now going to be released as episodic content, so they're going to release it in bits and pieces as opposed to the whole game, and it's going to be fully compatible with all the deep the DLC that they had before. Well, in Fable so there's 2... No worry, there's no worry there. Wasn't Fable 2 already released? Well, yeah. I'm just saying that now you can buy it in chunks. Oh, I You see. can buy, you know, a couple chapters in the game, you know, off and on, and you can still... The DLC will still be compatible with all hmm. that. So you're not spending... It all, all in one foul swoop. Well, that's interesting. So I'm, um, you know, I'm thinking, you know, this is another business model that that you know companies trying out, where they could release a whole game, but over a span of time. Right. You know, the but game potentially might for a greater done. price than the original retail. Now, see, and that's the rub. That's the rub, Noah. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Because they've been well, doing that on WiiWare with adventure games, releasing them episodically, and. 
I really don't think altogether they'd be worth fifty bucks. Right. Yet that's what you pay if you pay ten bucks per chapter for a five chapter. Oh. Exactly. So that's the rub. Or, you know, are they going to release it at a at a price point where okay, well, you feel like okay, it's cheaper. You know what they're going to do is they're going to release it at a price point where it's just enough to make you think, yeah, okay, sure, I could spend that amount now, and then spend that same amount you know, a couple weeks, a month later. Especially if it's like the retail version of the game is now 30 bucks, but the downloadable chapters are 8 bucks. Mm-hmm. So 8 bucks, that doesn't sound like that's that bad, but if it's 5 but chapters, then it's time, 40 bucks. Actually $10 exactly. over the... Yeah. It's a really good strategy. Yeah, it is, it is a good strategy, and I think... I, I, Not one I that I'm think that, about, <laughs> You know, I think it's smart. It's smart in the businesses. I really think, it, it. you know, as the business goes, it's a really smart move, so... You know, we'll, I'll be looking at this. I'll, I already have Fable Two, so I and I've got all the downloadable content. Did you play through Fable Two? No, that's one of those games that I just ah. have to get, I got to get back to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. After Wolfenstein, man. First or things first. <laughs> first things first, man. Nazi zombies have priority. So yeah, it'll be just one of those interesting economic gaming stories. Uh, digital comics. We, we said we were going to talk about Sony. We're going to talk more about Sony. Digital comics are coming to uh, the PSP. Marvel's Marvel's already on board with it. Um, the program is called Digital Comics. It's part of a larger Sony initiative. Uh, it's a digital reader that will bring a range of media to the portable console. Hundreds of comics are already lined up for the service, and that's going to start in December. Uh, publishers that include Marvel, IDW Publishing, Ivers, and Image Comics. Um, you know, you're gonna get to see Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Star Trek, Archie. I'm kind of surprised with DC Universe coming out from SOE that DC's not on there, but Marvel is. I'm sure that that's just a formality, and that's gonna. I mean, I know that just sounds totally stupid. You're right. Yeah. But who You're knows? Right. And I'm sure that they've got something in the works. It has to. There has to be. Well, on the PSP screen, it's really sharp. I bet it's it's pretty neat to see comics. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about getting them torn up if you're traveling with them. You can check them out on your. But PSP. there's always that thing, you know. And, and this is the argument that I have. But what if they'll be animated like the with Watchmen? My, well, <laughs> this is the argument that I have with myself all the time about. Well, maybe I should get a Kindle. I kind of like to have... I love the feel the of a feel book, of the book. smell of the paper. It's you know, so much better than... It's, so, it's one of those chronic. things, you know, I, I like to just open a book, you know, and just have it there with me. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's almost like having this, this copy of Wolfenstein that I'm holding up, <laughs> even though it's just He's a, still holding it, folks. It's, it's just the game disc <laughs> and it's the manual it in there, <laughs> rubbing it on my breast right now. <sighs> Oh, well. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> but you know what I mean. It's just it's the physical media thing. I'm more, uh, I'm more I digital. Get the, I get the whole digital thing. I, I'm totally with that. I've downloaded whole games before. I love doing that. But, I don't know. There's something about reading a book... Having a comic. You're so old-fashioned, Jason. I know. I remember back when I was just a... Uh, but, you know, the, this digital reader, it's going to uh, 
Yeah, they're going to try to, you know, make all these comics available to to consumers who want them, and I, I think it's a really good step, you know, especially on a platform like a PSP, you know, I'm sure... Shit. They could have done something like the Kindle on the PSP, but they chose to do comics instead. I know, it's just kind of weird. I don't know. But, you know, like the Kindle is like a totally different animal, though. Yeah. It's, just, it's for reading books. I'm just assuming Apple will have its own to compare and contrast. I've got an app for that. Tablet. Yeah, exactly. Um, Game Informer magazine ran a survey uh, where they polled users who owned an Xbox 360 and they found that 52, um, 54.2% of Xbox 360 users had a failure rate. <laughs> had a failure. That's so right. I've had I've had I have two of them. You have two. One is still not working. One has died. Has two different ailments. Mm-hmm. You've had one that had to be fixed. I Jason? had one that died, but I do have to mention that, and that was the one that was stolen from me. But before that, yeah, I had I had the the weird, uh, not the red ring of death, but the the new ailment, the E, whatever forty seven. Error. What about you, Noah? Did yours? But, you? but I was—I purchased yeah. that Xbox from a, a previous user. Your dad's did so. twice. Really? <laughs> Two different replacement so. console that also failed. They had a—he sent it in and got it fixed. That failed, and then he went and just bought a, an arcade after that. And then my mom had to have her own Xbox 360, so they've purchased like three or four. So mm-hmm. does hers work okay? Yeah, hers is fine. Huh. So we're right on we're right on par with the percentages there. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh my new one seems to be working fine so far, <laughs> I hope. Um the failure rate, which specifically refers to the number of console owners who have had at least one defective uh three sixty, was several times higher than that of either major competitor. Only ten point six percent of PS three owners reported a failure. While just 6.8 of Wii, Wii owners reported one. Um, of those Xbox 360 owners with a defective console, 41.2% said that they had at least one replacement console fail as well. Still a mere 3.8% said <laughs> that they would refuse to buy a new one as a result. That's like crazy loyalty. Yeah, that's crazy loyalty right there. Right there, that says a lot. It does. Or and, you they know, just the invested is, is that, so much. And the problem, the problem there is that when it, when it works, the Xbox 360 is awesome. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's an awesome console, man. It, it really is. It, you know, it has graphic capability on par with... Most gamer rates on the PC. It basically has anything a gamer wants. Yeah, and it's going to have it for years to come. Uh, you know, and I, I'd like to see what the data looks like. You know, a couple of years from now, because they claim to have the new, the new chips and. And everything, and so once these new and and they're replacing, uh, oh, supposedly they're replacing these older consoles with with newer chipsets in them, so they don't burn out and die. So I, I'd like to see this data again in a couple of years, but even then, 
there shouldn't have been this kind of failure rate. It's really pathetic, and and it's amazing that they've been able to survive. Really, mm-hmm. like this. I, I think the only thing you know, th- I, I think the only thing, and, and this goes back to the whole pricing issue, uh, the economics of gaming, as we've been going on throughout this entire uh, segment with Sony, is that Sony's Sony outpriced themselves to the point where people were willing to stick with the Xbox 360 because it was such it was at such a lower pl- price point yeah that they were like well screw it cuz I can't afford to just go out and buy a new PS3 you know it's more worth it to me to just wait until my Xbox comes back from the repair shop <laughs> you know which sucks but damn you know you know that that's the story there mhm you know, and then that is that's brand loyalty too. Yeah, it's you know, pretty amazing. It is. You know, if if Sony had dropped their price sooner, they probably would have wasted Microsoft. I really believe that. But they didn't. But they didn't, and they weren't able to reap the benefits of Microsoft fucked up, fuck up essentially. That's what it boils down to. Um. This last little bit of news has to do with Madden. Madden NFL. If you're a Madden NFL uh, 2010 player, actually, if you're a Madden purchaser over the past uh, few years, you could actually be a plaintiff in a lawsuit against EA Sports. I actually have one of them. Uh, I, I think go, I do, too. I should go... I have a couple of them, actually. Um... The court gave the green light to a lawsuit uh, that represents you, the Madden NFL purchasers. Um, this has to do with the whole monopolizing issue. Basically, that Electronic Arts entered into an exclusivity agreement right. with NFL, NCAA, AFL, so on and so forth. And they're claiming that that drove the price of the game up because exponentially. No no one else could make an NFL licensed game product. So nobody else would think they'd be. No publishers, developers thought they would be successful. No consumers wanted to buy well, the football game that didn't have the NFL license. And that's not necessarily true because in 2005, that was the last iteration of ESPN NFL 2K 2K the 2K series, and ESPN NFL 2K5 was a really good game. I actually owned that game. Uh, when it was out for the Xbox at the time, I believe, and and it, it came out good. at a lower price point. It came it. out at a lower price point, so EA was forced to drop their price. And that's what this it court was really case good is competition, based on. and and the game was good. I mean, it wasn't like it was a crap game or anything. It was a really good quality product, so it wasn't like they were throwing garbage out there for you to play. It wasn't like a toned down version of Madden or anything. It was it was its own game in itself and it it played really well. Uh no more. No more. With the NFL exclusivity With agreement. The NFL exclusivity agreement there you got all you've had is Madden for the past four years. <sighs> and they've loved it and they've Nothing but the Madden. benefits of it. And uh, you know, I can't say that that's been a good thing. No, honestly, I mean there's gotta be some kind of competition there. Uh, they did the same thing with the NCAA franchise 
Well, and, and that's that's the thing too. That's another rub. You know, you're getting into real sh- shady territory there, where you're talking about, you know, putting college football players up there. You know, I don't know if that, I don't. You know, I I just think that that's kind of seedy. You know, they're not making any money. Well, <laughs> some of them aren't. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the on the news stories from the <laughs> from the sports world, some college players might get paid a little bit. Uh, but you know, it's one of those inter- interesting things. So if you've if you know if you've been a a player of any of these Madden games over the past four years, it would behoove you to maybe check this out because. It kind of sounds, you know, it sounds like they might have a case. It, it wouldn't have got this far, you know, if they didn't have a case. So, and I, I do think it's a good thing. I, I don't get me wrong. I love, I love the Madden series. I played it. I, I don't play much of it because I suck. I do. I suck at sports games. I suck at sports games and fighting games. I've determined like any <laughs> sports game that comes out. I suck at. Would you suck at a sports fighting game? I uh, do. That would be like the ultimate suckage right there. <laughs> uh, so I don't play them as much as I used to, but you know, it would. You know, you you should look into it because this. You know, and I, I only see this as a good thing because if this breaks the monopoly, then that means more. You know, more companies can go out there and, and try to come out with a better product. Mm-hmm. It's only going to benefit the consumer. That massive ripple effects. It will for anything that's licensed. It would be. Does that mean that there should be more than one type of Harry Potter game, more Harry than Potter. one Lord of the Rings game, <laughs> so on and so forth? It's an interesting. Thought. No, I don't think there should be any Harry Potter games. Older than 35. <laughs> younger than 70. No, you're around, what, 32, 33? Yeah. 44, 50. I'm a few years older than that. So, the average gamer, according to this study, I in, in, is 35, fat, and bummed. This comes from MSNBC, where all things are true. <laughs> And you mean the Barack Obama network? Yes. CDC study finds playing leads to lower extroversion in adult gamers. And extroversion. I and it's true it, for both male and female. This isn't just a a, a male it's not a only gender study. But this is what I think is really hilarious about this study. It was conducted in Seattle. <laughs> I was just thinking that, like the leading, because they're like depressed the, enough as it is. No the most kidding. Depressed area in the United States. The only thing that keeps them going is Starbucks coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other but they if chose they didn't that have Starbucks. The, I bet every everybody in Seattle would have committed suicide by now. Yeah, thank God for the Starbucks. Because of all the rain, the darkness. Yeah, the study goes on to make some other factually horrible claims. <laughs> kind of like my gross generalizations about people who live in Seattle. <laughs> Very similar. Um, the, the subjects for the study of 500, 552 adults in the Seattle-Tacoma area... Wow, what a 
huge mass. target group. Yeah, with the, yeah. with that you can really it's get down to some fine resolution. Yes. Um, the subjects ranged in age from 19 to 90. <laughs> I'd like to see the 90-year-old gamer, but um, according to the study, which was published in the October issue of American Journal of Preventative Medicine, preventative medicine. Should it mean you don't play video games in in this case? Um, Maybe, I don't know. The hypothesis was that video game players have a higher body mass index, which is the measure of a person's weight in relation to their height. Which means you're basically square-shaped. Yeah. Um, And a greater number of poor mental health days versus non-players. I like that poor mental health days. Fuck you, man! It's so scientific. Yeah, said Dr. James B. Weaver III of the CDC's National Center for Health Marketing. The hypothesis was correct, he said. Well, it's good that they went into it with pretty much an idea of what they wanted to, to look for. As all uh, studies do. And Seattle yeah. Tacoma was chosen because it's the 13th largest media market in the United States, and its internet usage level is the highest in the nation. Well, of Sons course of it is. What else the fuck do they have to do in Seattle? They don't have anything. Just grunge rock. Grunge and so the rock idea was coffee. people are self-medicating themselves, particularly women, with video games. They're using them as an escape to distract themselves from the things that depress them. And they just get into this vicious cycle where they just need more and more of it. It's not actually doing anything to take care of the issue. They're not facing their problems. They're not dealing with them. They're just playing more video games. And they're using their video games ex- almost exclusively for social interaction and talking with friends and, and stuff like that. So it's just a incestuous relationship of <laughs> people and their computers and the other people on the other computers. I like that. Analogy. They're daring to use the two computers to talk to, to reach out and talk to people in an extroverted manner. But that would totally disprove the whole study. <laughs> They're just enabling themselves, it's, enabling each other. It is, as they say, <laughs> quote, digital self-medication, unquote. Uh... Yeah, I I don't know. We could read the whole thing, but you can you can go to M- MSNBC or and Channel Massive. We'll have the, yeah, we'll have it in our show notes. You linked. can you can check it all out. You know, it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of bullshit. Is yeah. what it is. You know what? Because another study is going to come out, probably paid for by some other company, Nintendo Activision, that includes. <laughs> uh, Probably the same amount of users, like 500 people. But in Florida. But in, but in another state or in another city, and they'll say, games are healthy for you all the time. They stimulate brain waves and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I like this conclusion. And great. The, the conclusion of this particular story, hide-and-seek and, and freeze-tag are still probably what we need most. <laughs> so we'll do that a round of that after we stop recording. Yeah, oh, right. we'll try that out tonight. I hope to You're gain... It. I hope to become a level two hide and seeker by the end of the evening. I'm going to be a freezer. Freeze you. What other great news do we have? Mark, would you like to cure your internet addiction? Why, I would, but the trip to China is just so difficult this time of the year. <laughs> well, click here now, Mark, and you can be cured. Oh my goodness, I don't have to go to China? I'll do it. <laughs> Hello, my name is Mark, and I have a problem with the internet. Can you Hi, Mark. Me? Hi, Jason. Hi, everyone. It all started when the internet actually came out, and I found useful crap on it. Found I was able to use it to help me with work and with my home life, and um, my hobbies, and and I found it to become something I can't live without. Mark, 
I feel you, Mark. Stop and feeling the, me. And the, and the, oh, it's okay. <laughs> sorry. The the first step to curing your problem is admitting that you have a problem. Really, it's not. I don't need to adopt a two-step program, which is step one: turn the computer off and go outside. Step two: repeat step one. <laughs> You're forgetting the freeze tag step. Oh, the freeze tag. Yes. Yeah. So, so what what are we joking about, Mark? Well, there's an article on internet evolution <laughs> where it appears that not only does China have internet internet addiction curing programs, but now we have them in the states. Does it include shock therapy? It doesn't, but it does have prices comparable to entering uh, comparable to entering the Betty Ford Clinic for rehabilitation. Jesus Christ, and that's um, not cheap. A forty-five day stay costs fourteen thousand five hundred dollars, which averages out at three twenty-two a day. Holy crap! Uh, the application for the for the course is two hundred dollars. The screening will set you back eight hundred. You want to do some extracurricular activities while you're getting cured. Uh, you're looking at about fifteen hundred dollars. Whoa! Um, although it is. A little bit cheaper than, say, well, it's a, I guess it's about comparable with like uh, substance abuse treatment programs. Now, if you do want to go to go to the ultra extreme, you can actually uh, so there do are the Betty Ford points. Clinic um, inpatient service at twenty six thousand. Oh, but yeah, this is. But you know, only then are you getting like top dollar, right? Yeah, yeah. At this point, it it does seem that unless your internet addiction is severely damaging to you. I would suggest probably not undertaking treatment because you'll really be set back financially. Yeah, you'd need to have a really bad addiction as well as a very well-paying job. Yeah. Two oh, friends. And need, a, and need a break. <laughs> yeah. Two friends, Cosette Ray, who is a clinical social worker. That should tell you something right there. An author, Hillary Cash, opened the 45... Day rehab center for adults after treating too many patients with a heavy dependence on gaming, gambling, chatting, texting, and other online. I activities. love I love how it's all lumped in together. Yes, <laughs> might have all thrown in sex. Uh, I was wondering addiction. where cyber sex was in. Yeah. It's not in there. Yeah, and uh, what they don't have a cure for my porn addiction. Oh, sorry. Vintage Whoops. porn collection. <laughs> um, current research suggests. That anywhere from 6 to 10% of the online population is dependent on one or more aspects of cyber technology <laughs> and the internet. Among gamers, those playing multi-user games like World of Warcraft... Oh, they invoked World of Warcraft! Got to throw out the WoW card. ...appear to be addicted at a much higher level. Um, I just wonder, is there like a caning... Portion oh. of this. I don't know. Yeah, there has to be something like, do you go through a rebirthing ceremony at the something end? Something brutalizing. I There's got to be something to break down your morale and r- yeah. help you reforge yourself as a internet d- independent individual. A circle of people stand around you and they beat you with mice. Oh, yeah. You swing the mice around <laughs> by the cables. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh do you want to God. use the internet? No, I don't. Spank you with now keyboards. Now, do you want to use the internet? No, I don't use the internet. Please stop me. Make <laughs> Well, that's our story for that one. <laughs> I thought we'd create a, a vivid graphical representation yeah. of Dramatic it at the end. Reenactment. Our last story of the gaming weirdness uh, comes courtesy of 
Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft. Of all gaming publishers, uh, a Quebec court judge has rejected a $10,000 lawsuit brought against the video game giant Ubisoft Entertainment by the bishop, bishop of the Raelian Church. It's the church that, of the railgun. The Raelian <laughs> Church. Um, well, well, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> Much later. Daniel, uh, Ch- uh, what is it? Chapot? Chapot? Ch- Chabot. Chabot? Yeah, I guess it's French. French Canadians, right? yeah. Church. Chabot. <laughs> yeah, that's much better. Yeah, I, only because I included the nasally. <laughs> uh, had sued Ubisoft for moral and exemplary damages, claiming that he was discriminated against based on religion, while he was the owner of a local employee coaching firm, APIE Incorporated. Uh, so apparently they were a employee coaching firm that it had in the past coached employees of Ubisoft. Yeah. And Ubisoft decided to cut their services and go with another company perhaps. I'm not sure exactly of all the details there. Uh, but he had argued that uh, his training program was cancelled after it was discovered that he was a member of the rail of the Raelians. I'm I'm and I think that's the correct pronunciation of the religion. If you're a Raelian and want to contact us What is and, a Raelian? Well I will tell you, Noah. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Raelian. They are the Isn't wrong. something related to aliens? Or like the Raelian movement is a UFO religion. Sweet. Founded by a former French sports car journalist and test driver named Claude Voyon? Well, that makes sense. uh, Sounds like he would know. Uh, Followers of the movement believe that Voyon, or Rail, has received a special knowledge and instruction for mankind from the sensors, from the creators of life on Earth, human-like extraterrestrials called Elohim whose technology enabled them to appear as angels or gods in the eyes of ancient people. Raelians believed that previous visitation from Elohim sparked the founding of many major religions humanity knows today. Sounds like childhood's end. Yes, it does. So, basically, they're a cult. Right? (laughs) I mean, come on. Well, I guess any any argument could be made for any religion being a cult, but, uh, yeah, these guys believe that aliens came down and started life on Earth and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just, you know, they're, they're crazy people, essentially. Uh... I'm not a religious person myself. Yeah, we never would have but guessed. You should so I don't believe one this. way or another what the <laughs> hell happened here. I just think that we're like a random abomination that happens to be here by mistake somehow. Well, according to what the... But according to them... The alien that spoke to Rail on, on December, uh, the 13th of December, 1973... He says, We are the ones who designed all life on Earth. You must took us for gods. 
We were at the origin of your main religions. Now that you are mature enough to understand this, we would like to enter official contact through an embassy, and I'm guessing the Raelians are the ambassadors to this race. Right. Because they couldn't just demonstrate that they exist by flying the only over way that a we're, major The only city. reason why, why the human race is still around now is because we have these ambassadors to, to speak for us. Thank God apparently. for that. Uh, well, not, I, not unlike... Not unlike the relationship between the guys in uh, District 9. You know, because without them, you know... Well, yeah, I guess, I guess I'd better go now and sign up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, the judge kind of saw this and probably was like, Fuck this shit! <laughs> and threw it right out of court. Ubisoft was spared. Yeah. No abductions From another this time. crazy... Yeah, but you know what? That judge won't be so uh, so smug once he gets that anal probe. It's a woman. I'm just saying, well, women can receive anal probes, too. No <laughs> <laughs> Jason Thank knows. you for clarifying <laughs> that. What difference does, does gender you heard make? It, you heard it here first. Uh, you heard it here first, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Well... <laughs> Channel Massive is now sponsored by the Raylists. We don't even bother emailing us. We'll know what you're thinking. Yeah. With our enhanced mental capacities. We'll be modifying your DNA slowly to, to make you more malleable to our will. And soon our message of hope and love will, will come out and tell you exactly what to do and where to go. Yes, but where time from where will and come what out. games to play and what kind of Nike shoes to have when you put on when you don your your uh, purple triangle and drink your Kool Aid of death. Anyway, if you would like to join our cult, <laughs> you can always email us at mail m e i l at channelmassive.com. Not m a e l as really spelled. <laughs> we can also be reached at twitter.com slash channelmassive s l e s h Feel also free to contact us at our Skype line, channel.massive.skype. D-O-T. And we will talk to you guys next week. In episode 102. Don your tinfoil hat. That's right. We're coming for you. With Anchor. Country lane, late at night.